0: Welcome, Mad Hatter Industries presents the Rock and Rise podcast. We're here helping others rise out of their comfort zones, facing adversities head on while providing a safe space to have open, honest, difficult conversations in order to keep pushing forward. Join us as we chat about fitness, mental health and developing positive mindset. We are your hosts, Ali and Dave Kirvan. Disclaimer, we do not claim to be mental health professionals. If you or someone you love is struggling, we encourage you to contact CMHA, the Canadian Mental Health Association, at 1-833-456-4566. Okay, welcome back to the Rock and Rise podcast. We are doing episode eight today, and we have a very special guest, our first female guest on the show, and her name is Bee Hat. She is the other half of Mad Hatter's. Welcome, V. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. That's so cool that I'm the first female guest. Um, Yeah, I'm really honored that you would have asked me to be part of your podcast.
0: Oh, so excited to have you. I think uh, you've got a unique uh, point of view to maybe bring to our guests and some things that I'm curious to know, too, for sure, like. What's it like running a business, being a mom, and doing all the other things that you do uh, in your day-to-day life, um, which we'll go more into kind of as the conversation flows. But my first question is, how did you and Corey meet each other?
1: Uh, We actually met in 2005. So I would have been, I guess, 18 at the time, and I think he was 24, but we met at Connaught uh, Ranges, which is... I guess it's like a military base, but they also do cadet training in the summer. So I was actually a lunch lady. So I worked there. That was my first summer. And we met each other sort of like in passing. Um, So like if you uh, grew up on the Simpsons, like, you know, the lunch, those lunch ladies, that was, that was me. And I like Ah. served like all the army guys. And like at 18, you're a little bit like boy crazy. So you're like, oh, like that guy's cute. That guy's (laughs) cute. That guy's cute. Um, But it was funny because when I saw Corey, it was almost like, like watching um, like a movie where like you see like the cute boy and like he has like stars in his eyes like it just like sparkles. So I was just like, oh man, like this guy's like really hot or whatever. Um, and we kind of like would chat here and there um, just throughout the summer. And like my friends would like go drinking at the mass. And um, I think I knew that he was going to Carlton. Um, so when the summer ended. Like I just figured, like deep down, I'm like, okay, I think our paths will cross somehow um, because I was going to Carlton as well, and then we kind of like reconnected, um, just like at like a pub one night and like exchange MSN, so and the rest is history, I guess. I don't. Oh,
0: I love that. That's amazing. Uh, MSN, yeah, that takes that takes me back. Um, That's so funny too, like. So he's a little bit older than you, which is very smart of you uh to do because guys are slow to mature and it's yeah, it's true. It's, <laughs> yeah, Dave and I are saying we have I think there's nine years between Dave and I. So yeah. Oh really? I couldn't I, even tell. Yeah.
1: I guess his maturity level is like his yeah, he hard comes down to, to, to
0: me or I'm like an old lady yeah. in in my heart. I'm kind of like an old lady. So it it, it balances out. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, did we, you have any military members in your family like how did you No, we didn't um okay. so
1: my friend um I for I forget how she had got the job at like the summer job there but um she just like asked us if we wanted to join her and we're like yeah sure like you know it was really good um it was a pretty good paying job for being in you know university and like high school and stuff um yeah I don't even know how I think her dad must have worked in dnd or something okay but yeah, yeah and it was kind of like a like every summer we would just we would just work there because um like it was pretty pretty consistent like paychecks and it was a decent paying job and it was pretty easy and you're with your friends all summer so, so it's pretty it was, fun yeah yeah and the latest yeah. you'd work was like 7 p.m and then you would just kind of go out and like hang out with everyone so it didn't really feel like work it was nice that's I feel like that time. was like the best times of our lives but we yeah. didn't know it then
0: yeah that, that's the yeah. best time the best kind of job yeah. too when it doesn't feel like work mm-hmm. for sure yeah. um speaking of work how kind of hands-on are you with the mad hatter industry side of things
1: I, I kind of do all the stuff that Corey doesn't like to do or doesn't have time to do so um a lot of like the back background stuff. Um, so I'll help fulfill orders, um, you know, read email, like answer emails, um, like help out with custom orders, um, and things like that. And he, I I do find um, he does bounce a lot of ideas off of me, too. And I feel like I would like to do more. It's just tough with three kids. Um, it's Yeah, they're just so busy. So I sort of like the, the, the other half of MHI, but also like the taking care of like the home the home stuff yeah the child care and
0: all of that yeah and trying to I'm gonna say balance even though I know that's not even the right word because how do you balance both things it's hard right or Mm -hmm. um sorry I've sort of lost my train of thought there um but yeah trying to just find time or make time for all those things like the kiddos are going to take up a lot of time right now because they're so young still. Like Penelope Mm -hmm. just celebrated her first birthday, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's nice. It's definitely nice being on mat leave,
1: but then you realize like, oh, I have to take care of a baby. So I can't fully do everything that I want to do business wise.
0: Yeah. It's like little snippets of time here, like, you know, 10 minutes here, half an hour there kind of thing. Also, while you're still managing, like dropping the other kids off at school and cooking dinner and cleaning and doing all the kind of house administration stuff for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. do you find time for yourself and for your own hobbies at this stage or would you like to have more time for
1: that I would love to have more time um I think I'm kind of in like an in-between stage like I'm not quite in thrive mode I think we're kind of like on survival mode at this point um but I have been there where like you know like I'm living my best life. Um like not that I'm not with with our kids, but it's just like you don't really have time for yourself or to do the things that you want to do which whatever it's being a grown up, it's motherhood. Um but I know that I'll get there eventually and it does help as the kids get older and like more independent. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, cuz how old is Joshie now?
0: Josh it just turned 7. So, awesome. so So do you feel
1: like you have like you're in a good spot? Like- yeah,
0: definitely feel right now we're in a pretty good spot. Um, for sure, I would 100% say that being a mom is the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life and continue to do totally, in my yes. life. And I mean, we have, uh, we're have we lucky that we have family close by to help out with babysitting and stuff like that. And also, we share custody of Josh. So he's with us for a week, and then he's at his dad's house for a week. So we do get a break. Um And we're used to that. And it's hard to to be away from him and stuff. But I mean, we've been doing that for pretty much his whole life. So we're pretty used to that schedule. So I find the weeks that he's at his dad's house, Dave and I have a lot more time for the two of us. I tend to work a little bit more the weeks that Josh isn't here. And then so when Josh is here, we can be more focused on him and his activities and family time and stuff like that. So I think... For us, it's a little bit easier in that regard, especially now that he's seven, because I mean, he can get his own cereal in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I typically do get up with him, but he's he's he doesn't need that kind of constant supervision where he's going to get into danger if he's left alone for yes. two Not minutes, like you like starting know? fires. or Yeah, yeah like or the toddler stage is really, really difficult. I found uh the age of like three to be the most challenging so far. Um. Yeah, with those temper tantrums and all the it's things. Crazy. I don't know. I found it a hard yeah, age, I so personally. Too.
1: I know they always say, like, the terrible twos, but it's, like, actually three, the three major three, phase.
0: freezes is worse, for sure. Yeah, I just found it. I hated it, to be honest with you. I don't know if that's, like or maybe too strong of a word, but I I just found it That's such a challenge. Yeah. And with other things that were going on in our life at that time too, it was like when Josh was three, it was the very first lockdown. So I mean, just the whole world was sort of in a weird phase and Dave was away. So I had a really big, I really struggled with that. He was away for two months, which was the longest that we've been away from each other. So I found that was challenging. It just... It wasn't my favorite time. I was pleased to get the threes over. With. Oh yes. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. And then Landers, our oldest son is 20 and he lives in town in an apartment with his girlfriend and he's doing great. So we still see him, but it's totally different than when you're raising your kids when they're little, little. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, how do you find, like how do you manage when Corey's away At army training or doing something like that, do you have family Um, support close by? Well,
1: we we did live in Bowmanville up until last year, and it was a bit of an adjustment. Um, Like it was fine when we were on our own, like without kids, but then when we first had Maddox, it was like a rude awakening where I'm like, oh, I'm just pretty much doing everything by myself. Um, But I think it was like it was good in a way too because it kind of forced me to just have to do it like yeah there's no like they're like I can't just like sit around in like the fetal position and like cry <laughs> so I used kind of to deal with it and we did have some um some really nice neighbors um as well if I needed to pop out to the store um they could they could help watch him for you know, a few minutes or if I had like a massage that I booked or Cairo which was really nice because I'm like I need I need like Cairo or like massages here and there just to something you do you
0: have to yeah you have to still like even in the thick of it when it's so crazy busy you have to take oh I think it's super beneficial at least to take even even if you get half an hour of quiet time when you're reading or something just something where some of the noise and craziness can stop and you can just kind of collect your thoughts I think it's super important especially as a mom so I'm glad you were able to do that
1: yeah, so it's been um it's been good. Like I have I've just kind of learned to do I know it sounds bad like just do it on my own. Um yeah. and then when he is here it's great cuz he can you know, help out and like sort of pick up <laughs> the slack. Yeah. But um I think one thing that really helped me was going through therapy. Like uh, like go, being a mom and okay, I guess too like there's so so much like mom guilt and so much judging and Um, being a first time mom, I just thought I was doing everything wrong. And also you're dealing with some of your own, um, you know, like issues, like, uh, like your trauma and things. And like, I find I do have a bit of a, like anger issue or like short temper, and I would kind of blow up and like, this isn't healthy. And I don't want to raise Maddox in this environment. So so actually going to see a therapist helped me so much, like sort of dealing with my issues, and then just trying to learn how to be a better parent and I find now I'm more more insecure more sorry not insecure more secure in like being a mom and I don't have that mom guilt ever um just like talking to someone that I don't know can help you get through your issues has been a huge help too
0: yeah absolutely yeah I mean I'm a huge supporter of therapy I'm glad you said that because that is it's such a huge thing like It's great to have friends who help and support and are open to the conversations. But having, you know, a professional, it Mm -hmm. just, it's really validating in your feelings and to help you work through some of that stuff. So I did go to therapy a couple of years ago for um, my infertility issues. Um, So Joshi is adopted. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we weren't able, my husband, my first husband and I were not able to conceive naturally. Um, we did all the testing and all the things and our official diagnosis was literally called, uh, unexplained infertility or something like they just didn't know. They they couldn't find why, but we, we weren't successful to, to do it that way. So we, uh, were quick to move on the adoption front. We were always both very open about that. And it was Mm -hmm. a lengthy process but there is like like you said like this mom guilt even before you become a mom because i remember thinking like in that time it's like i expected my body to just oh you're i'm like a young healthy quote unquote woman i should be able to just like become pregnant and i remember having all this guilt and anger at my own body for not doing this thing that i expected it to do And yeah, I had Mm -hmm. to go to therapy and it was very beneficial. And I kept, uh, because the adoption process was long and Josh was a foster child first um, before we were able to adopt him. So I think for the first year that we had Josh, I continued therapy, really enjoyed it, and then got to a place where I was feeling a lot better. And the therapist I was seeing was moving on to somewhere else and I didn't vibe with their replacement. So I and I was feeling still like pretty good. So I just sort of let it let it drop for a couple of years. But I'm actually going to start seeing someone again. I'm just waiting for my appointment. So,
1: oh, that's exciting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. I've never been really a good sleeper. um, And I I think it is gotten worse definitely since the loss of my brother. And I feel like I'm finally ready to address that and see if I can get like my sleeping back on track so that I can function better in my day-to-day
1: life. (laughs) Yes, that's awesome. Well, let me know how it goes. I, yeah, I I recommend therapy to like anyone and everyone. It's just so nice to have a sounding board, like with someone that doesn't know you, doesn't have any skin in the game. Like they're just, you know, like an objective party and you can just much talk to them about anything and they won't judge you yes
0: yeah exactly yeah it's there's just something different about going to yeah somebody like you said who has no preconceived notion right. of who you are or what you're coming in with you're literally just there and you can say and you feel safe to say right. whatever there um which yeah there's just something different about it so I am looking forward to oh, okay. I should be getting a phone call with my appointment soon I'm thinking so that's good and I have seen somebody um a couple times just kind of directly after losing my brother I met up with somebody a couple times just to talk about like grief and
1: sorry I have to get Penelope she's okay crawling um I'll I'll bring her just one
0: second sorry no worries she's here
1: I'm so sorry to interrupt your oh, no. like train of thought. This, That's this is okay. what she looks like now.
0: Hi, Penelope. She's getting so big. She's oh my gosh! It's
1: yeah. She's like oh, she's ready she's, to party.
0: Yeah, she is. How are you finding um, the other two? Are they helping out? Like, do they like being older siblings?
1: They do. They're really good. Maddox is really good with her. Um, I get kind oh, of nervous. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a hover mom. I get nervous, but like he, like he's pretty strong and he can carry her. But I just he'll like play rough with her, and I'm just like, you're gonna hurt her. Like stop. But he he has it under control. I think I just need to like trust him more. Um, and Delilah really likes uh, likes it as as well. Yeah, they've been really good with
0: her. Yeah. And how old are they now? So Maddox is six, and Delilah's four. Yeah, Penelope
1: just turned one. One.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, they're, yeah, Maddox is at a stage where he can, like, really start helping. Yeah.
1: yeah it's, that's it's, awesome.
0: It's really good.
1: Um, I feel like I should give them more responsibility. I just find – do you find sometimes, like, it's just easier to do it myself or, like – Oh, 100%. To do things. It sometimes
0: myself? is. It's, like, you got to pick your battles because we're kind of finding a, the similar thing with Josh is, like, he's seven, so he's capable of doing quite a lot. But – It's sometimes, you know, especially in the morning when, like, we got to be out the door for 7.30 in the morning for me to drop Josh off at school. So there's just not necessarily enough time for, like, him to do it all himself. You know, like, it's like I'm fighting in my brain with myself, like, oh, I should just let him, you know, get his own cereal. But then he spills it and then I have to clean that up. And then it takes... 10 minutes longer if I just pour it for him it'll just be done and we can just move on to the next thing because there's not as much time for it to be like a learning opportunity yes yeah but then I'm also yeah we're also like well he is this age like he can do more I mean he does lots of stuff on his own but it's it's certainly like in my head, I'm like, is this worth? Is this a moment to like teach and be more patient, or is this something you know we just gotta just get it done, get, just it, get it, done. it done at the door, yeah? And and like later we'll readdress it or whatever. And it changes on a day to day basis because it depends on what's happening and what kind of time constraint we're on and what kind of mood you know we're in or I'm in. Like if I haven't slept and I'm stressed out, like that's not going to be a very good teaching moment so yeah i'll often like you know just take a breath before i before i say my response to josh or whatever if i'm feeling stressed out which i've found actually quite helpful you know he'll ask me something or say something and i sometimes just take a deep breath and then we'll Instead of, you know, blowing up, being mad about whatever, I am trying to be more patient because he's just at such a learning Uh stage right now. Right. Yeah. It's so interesting, too, because he's at this stage where he has all these really great questions Uh about life. Oh, yes. We're at that stage, too. And and some of the things he says are so profound in the questions. And I'm like, how do I even answer this? Because I know. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to keep it, like, I want to keep it age appropriate so he understands, Uh but I don't want it to be, like, too far-fetched or too fake-sounding either, so. Yes. And a lot of these conversations happen, like, in the car driving to or from school, and so the other day, I picked him up from school, and we're driving home, and we're driving along um, this really nice road called River Road, and the lake, or the river is right beside us, and it's really pretty, and Josh sort of out of nowhere is, like, (laughs) Um, how how did Uncle Colin get into uh, such a small, because my brother was cremated, so he's in an urn, and he's, I've taken Josh to the cemetery to visit my brother before, so he's in, like, this nice wall, and there's, like, a plaque with his name on it and stuff like that, and my brother was six seven, so a tall guy, right, so Josh is trying to figure out how did Uncle Colin get into something so small, and he's asked me about it before, and I've sort of put it off, but the other day he asked me again you know how did he get in there and i said all right josh i am going to have a grown-up conversation with you because this is really good questions that you're asking me and i'm going to try to explain it so that you can understand i said when people before people die they usually have a conversation with their loved ones about if they want to be that's okay it's all good if they want to be cremated or buried if they're buried they get to you know In a special box in the ground. And if they're cremated, they go into a special fireplace and their body turns to ashes and they go in a special thing called an urn. And he was like, Oh, well, I know I want to be buried because I don't want to be burned. And I was like, You won't be able to feel anything because, you know, and he doesn't understand. And, but he wasn't really freaked. I thought he would have like a really emotional response to what I had said, but he just like took it like it was no big deal. Oh, and he, yeah. So he decided or in that moment he said he wanted to be buried and he asked me what I wanted. And I said, I want to be cremated. And we kind of talked more about that. And then, you know, it was like a 10 minute conversation, him asking all these interesting questions that I feel like me at that age, I was never even thinking about things like that or I can't yeah, remember. Either. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then like all, oh, and then the conversation came to a, an abrupt end when he was like, how deep is that water? Could I jump into it? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. we were there, and then we were moved on to Something the next else. thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm finding it like a really kind of fun, interesting uh, stage that he's at right now. Are your kids asking like some? Yes. Crazy questions some, like that. A lot
1: about like like death as well. Yeah. Um And Maddox is very he's very sensitive too. Like just little things will get him worked up. So and I know I should. Like you can't really protect them from everything. So I'm trying to like not upset him by explaining things. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's still sort of like a work in progress. Like the other day, he I think he was eating chicken nuggets and he got really sad because he's like, did something die like for this? I'm like, yeah, it did. And then he got really like sad. And I'm just like, you know, trying to explain oh. like it's okay. <laughs> like Yeah, um, for sure yeah and then some other things about you know what happens when we die and he does get like worked up and sad about it um but yeah I'm wondering if there's like a book or like a website I can go to for like these really deep conversations or deep questions because I'm like I don't want to say the wrong thing but
0: yeah I'm sure you're not saying like there probably is great resources out there but at the same time I think just like trust your gut and like that's true. Explain it to him like, I mean, you know your kid best. So explain it to him like what you think he can understand or in a way that he can understand. And then when he's a little old, like, well, this mm-hmm. is my thought process at least. I could be absolutely wrong. But you know, when he's a little older, I'm sure we'll talk more about it and I'll that's give him true. more yeah. info. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just it's I mean, I feel like parenthood is just She wants to sit with me. I know she can. That's okay. She wants to see herself. Yeah. yeah, Like being a parent is just, I think just navigating the best you can and making the best decisions with the information you have and Mm -hmm. something that worked today, tomorrow, you might try it again. And you're like, Oh, this is, I got to switch tactics again. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a learning process for, for everybody. Like no one's taught me more (laughs) than Josh and he's seven Mm -hmm. you know it's just like it's constant learning and changing because they're always learning and changing too so we are it's not just the kids learning as they grow it's like we're also growing with them
1: that's true yeah I was thinking about that the other day I feel like in like having kids it's funny having kids has made me a better person but then also sometimes a worse person (laughs) (laughs) because I'm like if anyone tries to like you know hurt them like I will like mama bear their ass like I you know yeah. like, you just get into like that mode and you're super protective and stuff Um, but then on the like the flip side I've yeah. never been as patient as I am and like selfless Um just because you you don't realize what it is to be a mom until you actually are one and then you appreciate your own moms yes like, like, wow, like I didn't realize you to do like x y and z like every day like you know growing up and just it is a lot of um yeah like just being responsible for humans like i i want them to be you know like make good decisions be good like citizens but it is a lot of work like you have to put in the work to do that yeah they're constantly like they're just little children that don't really
0: you know know much kind of have to yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. So are you close with your parents? I, I don't know. It's, it's an Asian, well, I'm
1: Asian. So it's like an Asian family. So we don't really talk about feelings. Like, um, like, you know, in, is it the Mazos? Like, like the like hierarchy. The hierarchy of I'm, needs. Yes. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty much, and we're like, I'm a first generation immigrant. So like, like, they were really, you know, good at taking care of, like, the shelter. Like, the, like all, like, the basic needs were all met. um, And then emotional needs, not so much. But they also grew up in a different culture and generation. Yeah. Where they're just super, like, hard and, like, high expectations. Like, we didn't really talk about feelings. I couldn't do a lot of – they are pretty strict as well. I couldn't do a lot of things that my friends could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of butt heads a bit because – like although um like uh so my culture is from uh is Laotian so we're from Laos um but then I also grew up in like a Canadian culture so just it didn't like in some ways it didn't measure it was kind of hard growing up but um like now that I'm older I really appreciate like the boundaries and like them being strict and like having high expectations um, um okay. and actually I, I feel like after having kids like we have have been closer like we do get get together more often they love seeing the kids and yeah like I would like I would like the kids to spend you know more time with them which is partly why we moved um to be closer to Ottawa so we're an hour away in Alexandria
0: nice I
1: I probably should have mentioned that yeah um and it's been it's been great whoa it's been really great so um so I feel like yeah we have gotten closer the older that I've I've gotten um, but Definitely growing up in like the teenage years, like all you want to do is like leave your parents' house and like move away. But now it's like as you get older and have kids, you're like, No, I want to move back. I want to live with you. Like help me take care of that. Like
0: it gives you a whole new appreciation for everything your parents did and went through and why they, you know, made the decisions they did when yeah, especially when we were teenagers, right? It's like I can remember, yeah, butting heads with my mom as a teen and it, a lot of it is because we're so much alike but at that stage I wasn't mature enough to see it right so you just get frustrated or whatever and yeah I remember I was just saying this to my mom the other day actually so the, the first two weeks that Josh came home so he came home when he was just turned a year old and my parents were away for those first two weeks like they lived close to us mm-hmm. but they were on like a holiday so they were gone those first two weeks and I remember saying like how much I wanted my mom in those because I had all these questions that oh, I had yeah. no idea I was like I want my mom but like know. she's away I'm all of a sudden <laughs> responsible for this little human and I mean I figured it out I like oh, you know but yeah me. it's like this weird thing I don't know how to describe it it's just like I never wanted my mom to be it's... around more yeah. <laughs> it was yeah it's That's... like an interesting perspective to be able to see kind of both sides or experience Mm -hmm. both, both parts of
1: it. It's funny with Penelope, like when I was in, I think, or maybe, yeah, I think it was Penelope when I was in labor. I just really wanted my mom. Like I, I was like, this is really weird. Like I just, you just want like your mom, like. Yeah, there's just something so, like, so never, comforting about yeah, it. I never did with the other two, but just something about this pregnancy, and I was like, I want my mom here. Yeah, because I I think I just forgot how painful childbirth was, and like, why am I doing this to myself? I I just forgot for like a minute there,
0: and then yeah. she was born,
1: and it was fine. But just just yeah, I was like, whoa, got amnesia. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Busy. she um, is she's doing great do you want uh to wrap it up just so that uh penelope can can get on sure. with her day Hopefully, she's being
1: okay so um you could use some of like <laughs> the footage like i feel so bad with like the background noise and... oh
0: no it's all good we'll get it all figured out and i mean the thing is is we're just real people trying to help That's other true. people trying right to i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're yeah we're doing the best we can and it's not perfect because life is not perfect so yeah. it's i think it's kind of a good reminder that we're just out there trying to do our best